wonderful woman of God. And we have to give honor to whom honor is due. May you rise up on your feet and put your hands together and let us welcome Sister Joy Philippi Bruce. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful that we have yet another session in your presence. I pray that you will have your way. I pray that you will say what you will say and I pray that you will do what you will do. Thank you for this conference. Thank you for what we are learning. I pray that each one of us will have that which is our portion. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't envy anybody who has to preach after Bishop Ogo. <laughs> Amen. So you have to help me this afternoon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that we need to give our prophet and our bishop thanks for... Amen. It's a good place to clap. Hallelujah. Many places, there's only one blowman. That our prophet, our father, Bishop Dag, opens the door such that so many things can happen. Your clapping is not helping. Hallelujah. You can add a shout to your clap. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless you. Take your seat. It's been a blessing listening to Bishop Ogo since, I mean, the past couple of days. Bishop Patrick, thank you for inviting him. Amen. And we want to thank the bishops for all the messages they have shared in the past few days. Amen. Amen. Bishop Patrick, thank you also for this opportunity to share from your August pulpit. Amen. Well, push your neighbor and say, I hope you are awake. Amen. Some people are saying that, oh, but you know, some people, as soon as the word comes, they start to feel sleepy. Uh, it's true. Sit down. No, then the eyes. I mean, the word and the eyes are inversely uh, proportional to each other. So when this one is open, then this one is closed. But uh, oh, they didn't come today. They are not here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think we can put our hands together for Bishop Ogo as he leaves. He's being driven out. Amen. Wow. Amen. This um, is it afternoon yet, yeah, almost afternoon. I want to share with you a few lessons from Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. We've been talking about leaders and loyalty. And I believe that if you are here, you are either a leader already or you're on your way to becoming a leader. Amen. Uh, if not, you would not have been attracted to be here. So if you find yourself here and you are not a leader already, you have sort of put your foot on that line. Amen. And I believe that what we're going to be talking about is something which concerns you as well. Amen. Let's go to Luke chapter 14. It's a very well-known scripture. Hallelujah. I was looking for the Anakazo book on the shelf. I couldn't find it. But we can read directly from the Bible. Luke chapter 14, I'm reading from verse 16. This was a story that Jesus told, and we normally have read it often because of the message on Akazo, which is one of our doctrines in this church. But 
as I have read it over and over and looked at what our Father has written here, so many things have been occurring to me, and I just want to share a few of them with you this afternoon. Amen. It says, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant, oh, sorry, thank you, sent his servant at supper time to say to them which were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. Ask your neighbor, what is your excuse? And tell your neighbor, excuses can take you straight to hell. It's true. These people, what was, what, what was the consequence of their excuse? The master said, they will not taste at my, they will not sit at my table ever. They will not eat some. It is not our portion today. Hallelujah. Another said, and they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house being angry said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel, that's our word, Anakazu, isn't it? Compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bitten shall taste of my supper. Hallelujah. I believe that This is a very well-known scripture and a very well-known story that we have told time and time again. But I also believe, if you look at it well, that it gives you a picture of the church. It's a picture of the church. It can also be the picture of a portion of the church. Amen. Like it can be the picture of a ministry. It can be anything. Hallelujah. And so today I want to break it down as far as time will allow me. I may not be able to get through the whole passage, but I want to believe God that what we need to hear is what we'll we'll have time to do. Amen. Jesus starts by saying, he starts talking about this story and he says, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. I want us to spend a little time on this scripture. A certain man Jesus had a way of describing the people in his stories and in his parables. And sometimes we'll know that a person is a very, um, is an actual person. When he says there was a man called Lazarus, that's an individual. Hallelujah. So it's not just a story, but it's a real thing. And at other times, he'll just say there was a rich man, you know. So in this particular case, he says there was a certain man and you may be very quick to brush over it and to say that it's, um, you know, just a person. But I want to say that it has a meaning in the church context. And the meaning is that who is a certain man? A certain man is anybody. A certain man is not an important person. It's just anybody. Hallelujah. Anybody. It's just an anybody. Because when he wants to tell you about somebody who is important, he will give you a little bit more. But a certain man could be anybody. If your neighbor is a lady, tell her the lady could have been you as well. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the Bible, when you know that the iPad makes a lot of things easy, like you can always check how often a certain phrase is used. 
and I noticed that it was used 54 times. And I was looking at the instances where it was raised. And all those instances, it was raised over people who were just, just people. Just people. One of the surprising scriptures that I found was this one. I've not noticed it like that before. Mark 14, 51. When we tell the story of Jesus, Easter is coming. I've never noticed this guy. There followed him a certain young man, having a linen cast about his naked body, and the young men laid hold on him. This was Jesus' trial before he went to be crucified. And a certain man, maybe you've noticed, but I mean, I've not noticed this guy before. And I've not seen an enactment of the Easter story with this man. And the reason is because he was a certain man without a name, without any importance or anything like that. And he was in the story. And when he saw Jesus and what was going on, he tried to, he wanted to intervene and they caught him. So the Bible, the next scripture says that he just left the linen cloth and... <laughs> and fled. But when the obvious Obontias in the story were inside, they were mentioned... Joseph of Arimathea, a wealthy man who had a tomb. Pontius Pilate, the ruler, the high priest. That, you know, they mentioned them by title or by rank. This morning I came to speak to you. If you came to this place and you don't have a rank, and maybe we don't know your name. <laughs> you don't know your name and you are sitting here and you are saying that, well, nobody knows anything about me. Jesus knows about you and you are the certain man he was talking about. Hallelujah. You are the certain man. And I think that it is so important to talk about it because, you know, it is in the world, people don't pick non-entities. If I can put it, forgive me for using the word. I would have used another one. But we are all looking for people of status and stature. If you are a pastor, you are looking for meaty people in your congregation. Don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. That the world is not made up of meaty people. There are far more certain men, certain men, certain women, certain young men, certain old men. No description, no name, no nothing. And if you don't recognize them, your church will always be empty. Jesus recognized such people. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you're a pastor, you need to overcome that barrier in your mind. That me, I'm just there. If you were just there, there will not be a story about a certain man. And Jesus began to use that. He used this man to describe the church. Amen. To show us that anybody who will, you can do something. Anybody who will, you can do something. Other people may not have thought of you or may not even think that you're anything. But as far as God is concerned, you can do something. And that's why the scripture says in Matthew twenty-two fourteen that many are called. And he says few are chosen. The difference between the called and the chosen is just those who answer. Because I have not seen anybody who has said to the Lord that I'm coming. And then God says, I look at you, I don't like your height, don't come. As I look at you, there's nothing in your pocket, don't come. There's nothing like that. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor that this story is about you. This story is about you. Now, what was it about this man? And this is where we begin to get into the meat of the story. The Bible says that he prepared a great supper. You can compare that great supper to anything that, that goes on in your church on a Sunday morning. A great supper. What has been put together and prepared. Because before you can prepare a great supper, there has to be a plan. Somebody's got to go to the market. Somebody has got to buy the correct ingredients. The sum total of your stew, you have the taste of your stew, it will never be greater than the sum total of all the ingredients you put inside. 
So if you bought meat that was <laughs> you know what I mean. Meat that mm, there's a question mark, kakra. And then you make your stew with it. What will what will be in the stew? Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will never forget the day we made some stew. Up to today, we can't answer that question. <laughs> we traveled. <laughs> we traveled with it. We were going for one of our usual programs. When we got to our destination, the stew was spot. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about night has come, you didn't put, when we arrived at the destination, it was spot. Till today, I don't understand the mystery of it. <laughs> but I think something in the stew was not right. Amen. If you go and buy rotten tomatoes, that's how your stew will be. And then you camouflage it with Maggie. No wonder when we eat your food, our stomachs are running. And there are some of us in our church, the people's stomachs are running because the supper that you have prepared is of, of dubious, I mean, dubious nature. Hey! Amen! It's of dubious nature. You have a choir that is standing there. They didn't come for rehearsal. So when they came in the morning, they said, Charlie, and you may not to. Charlie, which, which, which song? Okay, <laughs> then they start. Then they arrive on the stage. This one starts in QX, this one in QQ, and the poor pianist is sitting over there. He's not really sure who should he follow. Is it the X or the Q? And they are just off the range. It's in our churches. You are you have gone to buy rotten tomatoes to put inside the great supper. Hey, I'm talking to some choristers who are here. Okay, they didn't come today. Hey. Let us face it. The music in the churches is not nice. Praise and worship as you are standing there. You are doing your gymnastics. Uh, please, Rosemary, help me with that. Help me with that. That's why I don't want English. I don't want English. I want the tree one. Be quiet. God has not seen you. He didn't hear from you last night. He didn't hear from you the night before. What do you mean? You have come to stand there. You are just doing gymnastics. And when God hears you, he says, shut the window. Shut the door. Shut the door. You are like onions that are spot. Hey. Are you there? Don't be, don't be angry with me, oh. Reverend Leslie, I told you that you shouldn't put me on Facebook Live, please. I want to talk from my heart. Some things should not be heard. But it is true. It's true. Hey, you have just done something. Some of our churches, when you go, the ashes don't know how to usher. You are an usher, but you are standing there like a... I don't know what to call it. An iron rod. When people ask you any question, they can't get even any answer from you. You are part of the stew, but you are not nice. Hey! You are spoiling the stew. Those who spoil the stew, it's better they are not inside the stew. It's better to have two dedicated choristers who love God with their heart. Their voices cry and not even nice. But they will rehearse with what they have in their rooms. They are worshipping God. 
Oh, I know a young man. Every time he comes to stand there, he brings the presence down. And I don't know him very well. I've seen him just a few times. And one day, one of my members met him. They're all students. Met him at the station. I mean, where they pick the shuttle on campus. Please take your seat. And <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> and my member told me that she said they had to wait for the shuttle. And she saw this guy. He had just blessed us at a program that we had. The guy was with his earphones in his ear. And he was waiting for the shuttle. And he was in his own world. Listening and just worshipping. He didn't, She said she had to go and tap him. The shuttle has come. The shuttle has come. No wonder when he stands on the stage, Jesus appears. No wonder when he stands on the stage, the Holy Ghost appears. But that cannot be said of you. You are still there doing gymnastics. Hey, push your neighbor and say, is it you that we are talking about? It's a great supper. Yeah. In many of our churches. Please, I didn't call your church name. Don't, don't be annoying. <laughs> the service starts with prayer. Prayer is like the salt that's in the stew. The salt. You know. Please, so those chatting at the back, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, that's why I tell you don't record because hey the salt but as you are there you too you have come to do your drama if that drama is what you do in your house I don't have a problem with you but you don't talk to God in your house then when you come to church Shababa. hey hey come here Lift up your voice and shout. Lift up your voice. I don't have a problem with you. If that's how you talk to the Lord every day. But when to impress us, you have brought this strange something from somewhere. You have come to lift up strange fire before God. And when the sons of Aaron went and brought their own matches to light the fire on the altar of the Old Testament, in the Old Testament God struck them dead. And told their father, don't even cry. If you cry, you'll see what I'll do to you. But today we bring strange fire. We don't even care. Strange fire is fire that is not, you've not experienced it. You don't do anything with God. You have even risen up from the bed of fornication. Nowadays, I don't know about your church. But nowadays, Christians, we don't fear to fornicate. You fornicate and then you come and stand there. You should love Jesus, man, because he, because God has not struck us dead. Amen. But you bring it into the house of the God of the Lord. The great supper is not great. It's not great. Pastors, I don't want to talk about it. Hey. Uh, what did they say? Which, please, if you are from another church, pardon me. I, I don't know how you get your, your messages to preach. So allow me to use the one that. Uh, what did they say we should preach? What was the topic? They said we should preach which one? That they said we should preach salvation. Eh? Ah. Sunday morning, you remember on Saturday morning or Saturday night, you have now gone to take the fresh book. And then you open the book and they say, uh-huh. so, hmm. point number one. Uh, a man must be saved. The stew is even raw. It's even raw. When nothing 
Many churches are not growing because the message, the supper is not great. In many churches, you are preaching your members to death. Because instead of sharing the gospel with them, you are sharing another gospel. Your gospel of prosperity. The gospel of be happy always. The gospel of it doesn't matter what you do. God is okay with you. You can do what you like and God will fill you with money. The gospel of love of money. The gospel of love of things. That is what is being preached. And the church, I beg you, I won't, I won't, I wish I could find another way to see it. But we have deviated we have deviated. Where in your New Testament do you find that you should be running around for a Where have you seen it? Where have you seen it? The last words of Jesus Christ were what? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. He was not talking to the apostles. He was talking to you and to me. Ordinary people. But such things are not said in the church anymore. I thank God for a bishop Doug who will stand and say it. And he doesn't mind what you think. But most of us, the pure gospel, we can't preach it. And because we're not preaching the gospel, we have people in our churches who are going to hell direct. There's no bend and there's no curve because the Bible says that the broad way leads to destruction. If we're following Jesus, his last words to us were that we should go and win souls. That's his last word. Please just ask your neighbor, when last did you win a soul? When last? If you are by a pastor, ask the pastor, when last did you preach about salvation? When last did you even preach salvation in your church? Hey. The time should run quickly so that I finish and run away. <laughs> Amen. But if you like, Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Please, if you are a pastor here, I beg you respectfully to answer one question. Can you even preach the gospel? Can you even preach it? Can you preach the gospel? I want to open a scripture. Because throughout the Bible, it's there. Throughout the Bible. Let me read for you. Jude. Jude has only one chapter, verse 23. (laughs) And Others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by flesh, by the flesh. Jude 1 23. Save them with fear. Can you preach it? James 5 from verse 19. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Have you noticed that God doesn't even bother to add a few blessings? Doesn't say much. But to preach it, to preach it, to stand in the church and preach it, even when we say we are doing a crusade, many are preaching another revelation. It is not the gospel of Christ. Hey, are you in the house? And that was why Paul was talking to Timothy, to the Galatians, and he told them that look, if anybody comes to preach another gospel apart from what we have said to you, let them be cursed. Galatians chapter one. And I want to say to you that modern Christianity in Ghana, we are operating under a curse, and it's time you deliver yourself. It says here, Galatians chapter one, 
Verse 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. I beg to submit to you that we have perverted the gospel. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach another gospel unto you than that which we have preached, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. And that is why we are calling, we are praying, we are delivering, we are pouring oil, we are speaking prophetic words, we are saying over and over and over again, and yet the body is as poor as it always is. Yeah. It's the operation of a curse. Yeah. What is a curse? Frustration. Plenty in the church. Or some is not in your church. Plenty frustration. What about diseases? Unhappiness. Divorces. Fightings. Brokenness. That's what is in the church. The church looks exactly like the world. In spite of all your prayer. A certain man prepared a great supper. Are you in the house? What supper are you preparing? What are you feeding your people? Is it the gospel or is it something else? Many churches, we are just looking for something that will bring people. That's why we are preaching the crystal messages. But when you have finished, you see, it is not that God does not prosper us. He does. But the prosperity he gives us is as a result of us doing what he asked us to do. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I'll give it to you. So as you have gone and you are bearing the fruit, you ask, hey, receive. You ask, here it is. It's in relation, it's it's part. He says in Matthew 28 and verse 20, after he's told us to go and preach and teach, then he says, I'll be with you always. I beg to, to say to you that many of our churches, God has left. He has left. What we are doing there are gymnastics. Hey, but are you in my church? That's Satan right there. I'm just identifying him for you. Yeah, that's Satan right there. If something is rising up in you in a certain way, say, Janai, what do you mean? Hey, look, a woman should not preach. Why are you standing there saying these things that you should say? You see, all this one, eh, you are just avoiding the truth that will set you free. Amen. We are not, how much word, how much word, how much word, if you go to the average church, please, I don't know your church, any church, whether you just go there, you point to somebody, you say, give me John one twelve. You see that person? He will suddenly get shifty eyes. Yeah. Usually apart from the first row, one row, second row, zero word. What I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? And if they don't know the word, it's because we have not taught them. There's no other reason. Nowadays, Christians are very some way. Nah. We are some way. We are some way. Are we not the shepherds who are responsible for the feeding of the sheep? 
the sheep will eat whatever you give it. I remember when I was a, an agric student. One day, <laughs> we went and saw some maize on the university's um, property, and it was maize that had what's the word? It was no longer fit for any human consumption. So a decision was made that oh, animals can eat it. <laughs> we didn't know anything about how to feed sheep. And we fed those sheep. <laughs> we fed them on the maize. Please, so oh, sheep eat maize, but it's not the only thing they eat. Around Christmas time, they were nice and round and fat. And then they were sold. When the people who bought the, <laughs> the sheep, when they slaughtered them, oil, oil, the fat was not even like sheep fat, no, oil. Just oil, just pure oil. The sheep is the product of what the shepherd has fed the sheep. Many of the Christians in the church are just something you can't do anything with. And it is because of us. A certain man prepared a great supper. I forgot your instrumentalist when I was talking. The kind of instrumentation we have in the church, no, no, no unbeliever blesses Satan with it. It is true. It's true. Just, oh, what have we had? Then you come and just put it together for God. Just anything. If I put the technical people on board, I will spoil the meeting. The kind of things you will never, you will, look, you will never see it at an unbeliever program. At all. The kind of feedbacks we have in our churches. Have you, when you were an unbeliever, did you hear that kind when you went to a concert? When you went to a disco? Please don't start. Please don't start. And the reason is because of a certain lack of respect for God. And this lack of respect for the things of God. God is not worthy of the time it will take, the energy it will take to prepare a good supper. You are like a wife who sees her husband coming, just takes the onion, drops it in the thing, finds the water, just adds something, 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 and serves it out in that soup. great supper. Ask your neighbor, what is being fed? What, what is what supper? Because when the, when the supper is great, there are times when people return. They haven't even yet given their life to Christ though. But they return just because they enjoyed the supper. And then they return again because they enjoyed the supper. And then before they are aware, they are receiving Christ because they enjoyed the supper of that church. My pastor, my brother, my sister, as you are sitting, is your church like that or not? Yeah. The supper. What is inside? Jesus, he could preach, he could preach three days. The people won't go home. The people will not go home. They are there. They are there. Hey, three days. Three days. Sometimes I watch our prophet. He can't, we will just be there. When we look at the time, I remember a camp we went to. The first love camp. When we entered the room, it was 5 a.m. When we exited the room for the first break, it was 6 p.m. Nobody, we had not noticed. 6 p.m. We're now going to bath, now going to look for something to eat. We had just been there. Flowing. Dear Pastor, when you are preaching, how is it? 
it's better to say my preaching is not good because it will make you go and do what you must do to get good preaching it's not only the pastors choir director maybe you are the reason the choir is not working hey, let me come back to my message here yeah? <laughs> it's true yeah it's true maybe you are the reason yeah. as you have come I remember when I used to have some film stars, when they come, as they have arrived from the leader to the last person, they don't know what they are going to do the next day. So when they come, they are now going to sit down. <laughs> One of my members who was there was laughing. <laughs> they are now going to sit down and decide what they are going to act the following day. So when every group meets one hour, two hours, they alone. Always. Do you think such a group will grow? As we have come, we are now coming to decide. Oh, no, no, no. Let's have a play with the woman. Oh, no. Let's have a play with the man. Oh, let there be two children. No, I said let there be four children. Oh, this. They are now going to make the story before they now practice acting the story. I remember a time when the stories were so bad that when they finish, somebody will have to stand at the door and say, <laughs> Because when you make up a play like that, we don't know what's the beginning, what's the middle, what's the end. Chinese movie. We don't know the story. <laughs> then the person will stand there. That's the sign that the service can't continue. Hey, is that what's happening in your church? May God deliver us. A great supper. Hallelujah. But let's continue. It doesn't stop there. The Bible says that this certain man who made a great supper, he invited many. That word bade is invited. He bade many. He invited many. I want to ask you this afternoon, who you are inviting to your church? Who are you inviting? How often are you inviting? In what ways are you inviting? I understand that the rest of the world has moved on. The rest of the world knows what WhatsApp is. Pastors don't know. It's true. Oh, media, I don't like social media. I don't like it. It's the same as saying I don't like people. Because that's where people are. That's where people are. Nowadays, these big, big posters we put up, they don't look at it all. It doesn't, you see, it's something over there. It's not for me. But when the thing comes on the person's phone, that's my invitation. Yeah. You are inviting me. When it's a billboard, you have just spent money. In churches, we have spent a lot of money entertaining each other. Showing that we are more powerful than each other. It's just church politics. Yeah. Are you looking for your church to grow or you are looking for church politics? Most of the time, that signboard that you have there is to show another church that I did. You are not yet serious. You are not yet serious. Hey! You see, there are some churches, when they get to a certain size, they are citywide churches, and people want to know what they are doing. And they come there and they visit. But the majority of us, that's not where we are. Hey, the church is quiet. Too. Huh. Please, so I told you. <laughs> Amen. 
You know, sometimes you see a billboard and you know that, oh, this man of God, I, I would like to listen to him. And you go and you are blessed. Amen. But that is not what will grow your church. So when your church is not yet a magnificent edifice, I don't think it is the way to go. And we spend so much on things that don't mean anything. You would have come much further if you sent your people out door to door in your area. If you sent them out with the flyer. And you would come even further if you bothered to learn how to use social media. The young people in your churches, they are idle. They don't have anything to do. No, it's true. And for them, it is easy. As I'm standing here, it's only for Facebook I understand. I don't understand Twitter. I said, how can you give me something that when I, I'm going to say something, tell me how many words I should say. I can't use it. <laughs> Instagram, I can use it even less. I don't know how the thing works. But those young people, I see that when they are born, they come out, even as they are coming out, Instagram have arrived. Yeah. So they know how to use it. Let them do it. Let them do it. The fact that you don't understand doesn't mean anything. Just make sure that they are saying the right thing. Hallelujah. Oh, are you in the church? Or... Because this man bade many. I loved the example Bishop Ogo gave us yesterday when he talked to us about new knowledge. <sighs> Pastors especially, we despise new knowledge. We despise it. And that's why, or one of the reasons why the church hasn't reached where it has got to, where it needs to get to. Because we despise it. Hey, the social media, Satan is on it. You have left it for Satan to be using if you were using, he would not have had a space to come in. Yeah. And you can use it for a fraction. In fact, most of the time, you even forget the cost of the data. What does it cost to broadcast a message? Nothing. A few, a few persons that you don't even notice. But we will not take the time to learn it. But this man, he bade many. And in our day, what is the instrumentation? How do we invite many? For some people, it's not just inviting many. It's also looking at the different types of people. Yeah. Because some of us, we want only a certain type. Hmm. Yeah. We want only a certain type. And that's why the church is small. The average size of a church in Kumasi is 25. It's 25. Yeah. In Kumasi, 40 is a big church. Hmm. It's not what I'm saying to you. It's not a, just a figure we are pulling from somewhere. No, 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 no. It's, it's research we have done. 25. And then we'll be walking around in a certain, you see, you are like somebody, your bad meal that you have cooked. Then you have gone to wear princely, priestly garments with something and you are walking. It's even funny. Hmm. <laughs> hey. Hmm. The church is quiet again. No, but forgive me. I, allow me to, to, to say the truth. Yeah. yeah. My job makes me travel from town to town. I have gone to some towns where I can't believe the church, our UD church that is there. I can't believe it. I'm just coming from somewhere. My people spent a month there, visited the UD church. Five people. On Sunday, five. One, two, three, four. Meanwhile, 
it used to be a large, vibrant church. Then the person who started it, you know, because we are in lay ministry, the person was moved by his job away. And he left the thing for somebody. The person has presided over the emptying of the church. And as people are going, you will not even call the person over you and say, what do I do? My church is, is finishing. What should I do? Tell me what to do. You sit down, you preside over the collapsing of a vibrant church. Vibrant church. Other places, you have been in the church seven years. Your church is 40. You can't see that it's a problem. Because you are looking at other small churches around you. He said, Oh, they cry, they are 25. Me cry. I'm, I'm 29. I'm done well. I mean, me cry, I'm 40. I'm done well. Ah, average is 25. So, me, they are my 40. They are seven. They my I'm almost double. Oh, look, if I stretch myself small, it'll be 50. God should send you an angel to knock you. Because the child of an elephant is an elephant. An elephant cannot give birth to a lizard. And if Bishop Dag is an elephant, this your church is a lizard. How can you be okay with it? Yeah. Hey. And they brought the woman to come and be insulting us. I told you it's a demon talking. I told you. I told you it's a demon talking. Yeah. Amen. He bade many. The Bible continues in verse 17. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them who were bidden, come for all things are now ready. Pastor, if you don't have a servant that you can send, you will not amount to a hill of beans because your strength is only so much. But servants that you were sent, you know, they are not born, they are made. You know, the guy who had the church of five, he said, eh, he has been asking her for them to send him an assistant. They didn't send him an assistant. Please ask, <laughs> please ask your neighbor, but they should send who? From where? Where? And maybe I should ask Bishop to, to add James. James, can I carry you with me? Ah! After he has brought, because I remember James when he used to be a bass player. I remember when he started on piano. Today he's your main pianist or he's not your main pianist. And then after he has done all that, then I come and say, <laughs> uh, you see the branch that you have sent me, I don't have a, a pianist. If you just dash me, after all, you have many instrumentalists. If you dash me one. Hassan <laughs> Numajibo. The angels should descend and came you. Servants are not born. They are made. They are made. Yeah. They are made. That's why when I look at a pastor and I tell the pastor, buy the Macarius. And then he says, I don't have, I, I know you are not yet serious. Because it's in the Macarius that I found the book to teach this guy. This young man has been in my church since he was a young man. Have your quiet time. How will I teach him to have his quiet time? There's a book there. There's a book there. When I finish, I told him, I said, you must learn scriptures. There's must no scriptures in it. 
When he finished, I said, you must become a shepherd. How? There's a book there. How to become a shepherd. When he finished, I said, come, come, come. You are going to start a church. Here is mega church. There's a chapter in it called how to start a church. There's a point there. There are, it's a, it says pray and there are seven verses. That's your prayer. You are doing hundred hours of prayer using the seven verses. When I finish, you are looking there. You want an assistant. Then you wonder why I can send him to go and sit somewhere for a month and work. You need a servant. You need, when I say servant, I am also somebody's servant. I am also somebody's servant. Yeah, I was also made. What I preach, I just watch what is going on. Preach it. Watch what is going on. Preach it. What are the next? Preach it. You are looking for a different revelation. What I'm sharing with you is from, you see, I've sat by this book. It's flat as if it is just toilet paper. (laughs) But I have read it and read it and chewed it and written notes and preached it and gone and come back. Today is blessing me. Today is blessing me. The same message. You can only see Anakazu. Me, I've seen that a certain man and I've seen that he made the great supper. And I'm looking inside my church. Is the supper great? I finished, I undid the whole choir. Let's start again. Yeah, undid the whole choir. Thank you for your service. God bless you. This and that and that. Sit down. Yeah, and we started afresh. And I had some film stars at a point. They started doing this nonsense again. I'm talking about. I said, I think you are tired. Retire. <laughs> Retire because what you are bringing is no longer great. Yeah. Wow. Servants. The house must have a lot of servants. And they won't just come. I go to meeting after meeting. And then the pastors come. And then they say, wow. How we wish our members were here. Most pastors in this city in which we live in it. You cannot command two of your members to come with you to a meeting. Please don't, 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 don't. I beg you, with all due respect, every meeting that you are invited, you go alone. And there are two reasons why you go alone. Oh, uh, if I come, somebody will steal my members. Ha! Then your supper is not great. I said, then your supper is not great. If your supper is great, who's coming for your member? Who's coming for your member? One day I went for a meeting, teaching just these same things. It was a certain denomination. When we finished, we had a very nice meeting the whole day. At the end of the meeting, a certain man put his hand up. And then he said, yes, but you see, the things that you are saying, at times people come and then they steal our members. As I was standing there, asking, oh God, Lord, give me wisdom. You know, because I was teaching an account on how to go out, knock on doors, invite people to church and all that. I said, Lord, give me wisdom. Before I could receive a download of wisdom, another pastor from the same denomination sitting in the same room, put his hand up. And then he said, when you are sitting there and you don't visit anybody, you don't visit your member, three years after the person has been in your church, you've never come. You've ne- when somebody takes the person, then you say they've taken your member. You didn't visit. I said, you didn't visit. You didn't visit. You didn't organize anybody to visit. And so now, when you are saying to them, come and let's go. 
Please take your seat. Please, it's Friday. Amen. Yeah. And so instead of servants, what you have in your church are criticizers. People who are idle, doing nothing. And because they are doing nothing, they can be measuring your sermon. This one is too long. This one is too short. Where the abyss is in him. The reason <laughs> But the reason is because your members are idle, idle. They have no work to do. They have no work to do. And when I say to you that get the Macarius, it will show you what your members are supposed to do. When they try to do it, and they discover how difficult it is to bring two people to church. When you come with hey, Charlie, Sofo, you are anointed. Hey, Sofo, they say, me call baby wahoo. Oh, Suddenly, you begin to look different to your member. He realizes that, hey, my pastor has worked. My pastor is anointed. If I stay, I will get some of that anointing. But instead, we have left them unspiritual people who don't even read their Bible. And they are now giving you instructions. Some of our churches have just become funeral grounds. I don't want to enter that one. No, it's true. Hmm. Are you here? This man, he had trained a servant. Don't look for somebody else's servant. Train your own. Train your own. Stand there day after day. Sunday after Sunday. Some of our UD churches. Nowadays you close at 2.30, 3 o'clock. I don't know who your father is. I don't know where you are from. You are a mutation. You are a mutant. You are an apparition. You are something we don't know where you are from. Because as for our house. Sunday. Hey. Jai. Jai, 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 jai. What about what beer? And where we are wine beer. Yeah. It is one of our greatest secrets, what we do on Sunday. And you see, it looks as if it is nothing. But as we are there teaching, line upon line, people are being trained. People are being trained. People are being trained. People are drinking milk. People are drinking milk. People are eating bread. People are eating kinky. People, before you are aware, that member has become some, yeah, a proper servant. The type who will go and when they say, <laughs> I won't come, they say, you say what? <laughs> Amen. So he sent the servant. My time is almost up. <laughs> now, when he sent the servant, let's read the scripture. Please, so what I'm reading to you is in the scripture. I beg you not to be annoyed with me. Because maybe that is what will help your, your church. Verse 17 says, uh, please, before I continue, I just heard in my ear 
bosses. You have appointed bosses as your servants in the church. All your elders are older than you. Okay. How are you going to send them? They rather are going to send you. They rather are going to tell you what to do. And let me tell you, they, they, look, you are praying. They are not praying. Every message they are giving you, it is earthly, it is worldly, and it won't carry the church anywhere. Amen. Verse 17. He sent his his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. A trained servant, when you send him, you tell him what to say. Tell him what to say. If you don't tell him what to say, he will go and say something else. He said, go and tell them. Don't go and tell them the revelation you had last night. That's not it. Go and tell them. Food is ready. They should come. If you are a proper servant, you can be told what to say. I don't know what you are preaching. I don't know what you are preaching. If you are in Bishop Dag's house, I don't know how you are starting your ministry on a park praying. You are doing, you know the prayers that bring people. I, I don't know what you are doing. Some other churches may start like that. Yeah. Bentria. I'm on some. Yes, but here that's not the supper here that is not the supper when we are sent out we go and tell them for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son yeah we send them to say it it doesn't matter whether they are 12 years old 15 years old they're they're saved that's what they go and say they're first year people in my church. That's what they go and say. So by the time they are bringing the person to the church, they have won the person to Christ. Who do you think the person will follow? That's why the person will follow them. But you are going. You have left your people to go and say what they want to say. There are also some of us, the reason why you have left them is because you too, you came from a certain house, but you have refused to learn what your pastor has given you to learn, and you are preaching your own. That's why I've met, I have met, I have met children of Bishop Dag who can't preach. And I wonder that, where are you from? They can't teach. Because the one anointing on the house is teaching. Some of our churches, when we are starting, we can't give you good music. We can't give you anything. But they're teaching. Ah, good word. It's assured. I say it's assured. Good word. It's assured. And you call yourself a child of Bishop Dag, and then you are preaching some something. Hey. You call yourself a son of Reverend Islanada, and your preaching is down. I don't know who your father is. I don't know who your father is. Even the way he will say his words, Kora, is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who sent you. And I have met some of his people too. 
I've met anointed ones. And I've met others. I've wondered that by you. Where are you from? Which egg laid you? Which hand dropped you? Because if you are a servant, it's the words of the one who sent you that you say. Yeah. I go to places. I say, my father sent me. Yeah. So right now, if you want to beat me up, a woman doesn't preach. I'm not preaching. I'm just telling what my father is saying. It's just my father's message. That's all. If you have a problem, I'll show you where he is. So that you can go there. Yeah. But you want to come with your own self. Would you not rather be the tail of an elephant than the head of an ant? Hey. Hmm. Amen. Yeah. Look at something. John chapter 16. Verse 13. Jesus was teaching us about the Holy Spirit. How be it, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And then he says he shall show you. The Holy Spirit is speaking what he hears. What he has been taught to. And you, you are saying what? And it's the reason why your church doesn't resemble your father's church. Hey. Hmm. Are you there? Yeah. It's the reason. If the thing says preach salvation, find your father's salvation. How did he preach it? Copy it verbatim. Hey, me mom dear me a copy cut. Hey. Now, Pastor, don't you have your own revelation? You see, you are you are you are walking into trouble. You are walking into trouble. Before I'm standing here expanding Luke 14, is the message I ate. When you start to learn how to cook, your mother says, cut the onions like this. In fact, the number of knocks you will get. Do the tomatoes like this. You learn that one before you now go and realize that, oh, cinnamon is a spice that if you add small, it makes the food better. You can't not learn your mother's own. Are you in the house? The Holy Ghost Christ is not here working in independence. And you have brought the ordinary Holy Spirit into the church. Please, oh, that one is for business. It doesn't have anything to do in the church. Amen. It doesn't have anything to do in the church. The church is made up of sheep and shepherds. Have you seen a sheep walking on its own before? He's going to be slaughtered for Easter, I tell you. A sheep on his own with no owner. It will be kebab. It won't even reach Easter today. <laughs> Easter is too far. Yeah. A sheep don't lead the way. Shepherds do. Hallelujah. They tell us what to say. If you want to be a good preacher, and you will not look at what somebody says and say the same thing. Many pastors who are here, the reason why nobody works for you, you haven't trained them. The reason is not that you don't know you should train them. You know your biggest problem is what should I train them on? I'll answer your question for you. Please, you know the books to bring for me. Bring them. Bring them. That's why when you say, I won't buy Macarius, to me, you are saying that my church won't prosper. To me, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You are rejecting knowledge. We learned it yesterday. And when you reject knowledge, God too says, I've rejected you. I have Macarius 40. Oh, please, don't do that. 
Macarius 40. The book on curses is not inside. How to know your invisible enemies is not inside. Must know scriptures is not inside. Good general is not inside. Salvation, how to preach salvation is not inside. I mean, so many books are not inside. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Hallelujah. But train your people. Some of you can't get your people to sit down after church for even one hour. You want to train them. From here, there's a chapter. How to even recognize the people who you should draw aside to listen to you and to teach. It's here. Then when you finish, what you should teach them is also here. Are you there? How to grow the church. How to visit. What to say when you visit. Why you should visit. It's also here. This one. This one. This is the whole work of a shepherd. What to pray about. How to pray about what you are to pray about. Is here. Why you should visit. Some people visit so that they can go and drink the malt. I think Bishop said it today. But this book tells us of visits. Jesus' one visit that he did. We have not recovered till today. His one visit, 33 years that he spent on earth. Even if you say you don't believe in him, you will write down your date. Today, 5th April 2019. You are saying that today that I'm writing, no, it is 2019 years since the birth, the birth of Jesus. Whether you believe him or not. His one visit that he did. No wonder you have been visiting. There's no aim to the visit. No wonder it's not bearing fruit. But here, you learn about it. How to counsel people. Some of you, when you are counseling, when you foresee, with all due respect to our problems, they are very nice and sometimes they are true, but they don't breed life. <laughs> this one. Kumasi, we need this book. Oh. Yay. We need this book, I tell you. Because people are disloyal because they didn't know it was disloyalty. They didn't know. They didn't plan. You see, Judas killed Jesus, but it was not his plan. It was not his plan. He thought he was just doing something. By the time he woke up the next morning, hey, Agra <laughs> Yedi. Ah, he thought that, oh, I, I, I was, they were only going to jail the man. I mean, some small, just small money I was collecting that I would just be happy in life and they would just, they, oh, oh, no, oh, no, saying. He marched back to the people and said, Look, look, oh, the man is innocent. Oh, ice cream, beans, and I say, Mommy, they said, Oh, massacre, please. Look. But before, right now, we even say it. Easter is coming. Even in the Apostles' Creed, is there. Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. Hey, since his days, nobody names his child Judas again. But the guy, no. I don't think bad that he really I don't think he really meant that Jesus should be crucified though. That's how it is. With this book. People have not meant to be snakes. But they didn't know. Please bring for me one is it's a devil. If you don't teach it, they will not know. If you don't teach it, even you who thinks you are safe, there's a chapter in here signs of disloyalty. Open it all because when your heart starts to go, you won't know. You won't know, but when you take it and then you look at the style, you say, Ah, eh, the 
inside, I'm inside. Hey, Lord, I'm out. So they, deliver me. Deliver me. I remember one time I was offended. I was offended. And I'd also reached, I'll not say anything about anything anymore. Then one day I, saw, I, I said, hey, wait, oh, is that not passivity? <laughs> I don't know if he remembers, but I woke him up that I please pray for me because as I'm seeing it, I'm on some road. I didn't plan to be on this road. I was just head small. Please pray for me that I don't, let me not proceed. But if it was not there, I might have continued until I was out, out. It was the book that it saved me. Saved me. That even though I'm hurt, please help me to come back. Oh, because what it says is that, hey, I looked at the thing I read and I said, hey, offense, stage number two. I'm offended. Number three, my team passive. I was saying, hey, please. It's from here. If you don't teach, they will not know. Before they are where they are out. And many who live, they never... In fact, they, 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 they live. They live Christianity. One of you is the devil. All these books are in there. Look, I am sure... Oh, if we are, Who here wants to be a devil? The answer will be nobody. Please, please ask your neighbor. Are you the one who wants to be a devil? Say oh. Ask your neighbor. As I'm looking at you, I think, I think... Nobody wants to be a devil. But look at, look at the, let me read for you a few of the things that, <laughs> you see, this statement is Jesus who said it. And he said it about Judas. So this book is a research and analysis done on the things Judas displayed. Let me read them to you. You'll be surprised how familiar they are. What are the signs? Conflict with authority. Have you not been quarreling with your... Okay. Misleading colleagues. Starting quarrels and wars. Some houses, there's a war every day. The women in the house. Being a liar. Separatism. Independence. Look, the way people are, they let me down. So I will do it only when hmm, I won't add myself to it. Hey. These are the things he did, though. Hmm. Are you here? Accusing men of, of God. Is, oh. Some of us, even before you came here, you were accusing the man of God. But you didn't know that it was a sign of a devil coming. But if you had bought the Macarius. And read your book. When you see yourself going that way, you say, hey, no, no, this road, I know where it goes. I'm not passing there. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me quickly finish up. Luke 14, from verse 18 to 20. They all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray they have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. Excuses can lead you to hell. You see, the church members began to make excuses. If you are a pastor, please just know that excuses, that's how people are. There are three main kinds. I want to talk about this part in two ways. 
I want to talk about it first from the point of view where when you meet people with excuses, you must know what to say. Then there's another side which applies to we ourselves. Are you here? These excuses that they gave are the three main excuses that people bring. The excuses because of what they have. He had bought a piece of land, so he brought an excuse. It's also because of what they do, the job, the business. The man who had oxen, he used oxen to plow, so because of my job. The third one was because I've married a wife, because of our relationships. And there are times when you are going in to go and call somebody, bring them to church, and you meet these excuses. And you need to overcome them. You need to tell the person that asked for the job, the guy is legal. Yeah. God is above it. Many people don't realize that they have put job where God is. And they don't realize it until job goes. Then they suddenly realize that, yeah. You need to tackle your member who, when he was somebody who had no job and had nothing, he was always around. Today that God has blessed him, he's not in church. We need to speak the truth about the relationship. So, yeah, many people are in relationships that are taking them away from God. But today I also came to speak to you yourself. Because these are also the reasons why many of you don't go where you are supposed to go. Amen. People will not be annoyed with me, but let me ask me. Let me ask you a question. I want to ask why the room is not full. It's just a question. Just a question. It's just a question. God bless everybody who is not within the United Nominations who came. You are a visitor. God bless you. But we ourselves, if we had invited our people, why are they not here? Just one council should have been able to fill it. This is three councils. We can't fill the room. Hey. But it's true. If you go and look, it's the same excuses. You will have pastors who are not here today because of what they have. Because of what you have, you feel that I can't come and be in a place and listen to word of God for four days. I mean, I've passed that. I have things to do. I mean, I, I, I've passed that. It's because you look at yourself that you are a rich man. And when we were young, we used to do those things. Nowadays, they are, you know, we've done now. Others should come and do. You, I want to remind you of the rich fool. He said that, look, I'm going to make a ban. Build another one. Put in my goods. Then I shall relax. Be at ease. Hey, eat, drink, and be merry. The Bible says, God said, you fool. Tonight, your life will be required of you. And all this, the things you have. Even when you go to lie at G, just here. Just here. The things you have. They can't follow you there. Just, just here. They can't even buy you help. You say your job because your job because you can't take it, you can't ask for permission, but you're able to ask for permission to go on a funeral. It's your heart. No, but it's true. It's true. We love funerals in a way we don't love God. Are you saying that uh, I shouldn't go? No, 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 don't answer me back. Just listen to what I'm saying. Because what I'm saying is true. Yeah. Not your mother or your father's passed away or your sibling. No. Mothers, fathers, sisters, your friends, grandmothers, daughters, uncles. 
one you ask permission and go it's God we don't love it's God we don't love and so how to take permission of our jobs that I am going to a program that's what we don't know how to do but we are learning the relationships that we have oh because of my mother my mother said that hey please oh listen the bible says we should respect our parents oh it says you must respect your parents for your days to be long but it also says that a day will come when you will hate your father your mother your children your wife even your own life for the sake of the gospel if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters yea and his own life also he cannot be my disciple the day comes if you are serving this God a day comes when you need to look at it and say that I love you with all my heart but I must do what God says I must do and when it comes to that what will you do what will you do so many wives you've married a man knowing that marrying that particular man that's the end of your ministry and you have married him you will answer you answer you answer because the love of marrying was more than God and then today that you are under hard labor and you are crying yeah so many men you married a wife out of your burning not out of your calling so today that you say that you are called she is now saying to you that ah you say you are called me dear <laughs> me damn yeah what dear you say you are called hey and now you are in the house and it's pepe 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 they are firing you but the reason was because you married her out of your burning not out of your calling wow are you in the house yeah what's the excuse when you realize that that's it make your decision for God I said make your decision for God people will condemn you people will insult you but the God that you serve he will reward you he who sees in secret he will reward you openly oh yeah that we are finishing the bible says the servant came he showed his lord these things and the master of the house was angry do you know that god is angry with many of us because when you give him those excuses as the reason why you can't serve him he gets angry please it's in the bible and he says in verse 24 that none of them will taste of my supper and that's why there are Christians who cannot enjoy a great supper no matter what you do. Your excuses have offended God. But the house of God, there it will be full. And so he told the servant, just go this way. Go and call these other people, maimed, halt, blind. You are there. You are in a town. The people who speak G are not minding you. Go and look. There are some houses speakers there. Don't mind you. Don't mind you. Yeah. The adults are not minding you. The teenagers, yeah, the small boys, they don't mind you. They don't mind you. Yeah. Oh, go for them. 
child that you go and bring in, a 10-year-old in five years is 15. Oh, cry. Cry. A 15-year-old in five years, he's 20. Yeah. yeah. He's 20 years old. So if these ones will not mind you, ah, Akwele, how old were you when you came to the church? You were what? When I met her, she was in my youth church. She was nine years old. Today, she's a grown woman with children. Hey! Occasionally, she brings me an offering. I collect it. Hey! No, it's true. But you don't know that when she entered the church, she was only nine. Today, she looks like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry has vanished. I'm sure he knows that he's the next example. So, he's disappeared. Reverend Les, who's tormenting you over here, when he entered, he was a national, what, national service. He was thin like a pin. Have you seen pin that standing? Yeah. They said, yeah. They said, yeah. Macho man, cry. With jacket, no cry. It's because of that. Hey! When they come to your church, people will be laughing at you that, oh, what church is this that they are children and... They are children. They are children. My, my, let me give you an African proverb. Children are not ears. They grow. It's your ears that when you are born, they are almost full size. But children are not ears. They grow. They grow. Five years. Ah, Angie, you cry. How old were you when I met you? Was it national service or something? Was it even national service or you just come to walk around? Hey! <laughs> Yeah. In a few years. In a few years. So if the yeah, if the adults will not mind you. For the children. If the local people will not mind you, go for the business in the town. No, it's true. It's true. There's always a gathering from somewhere. Always. Always a gathering. Always a gathering. If this group won't mind you, maybe you should turn your mind to that group. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Because the man sent and he said, go and bring the poor. As for the poor, they will always come. It's the wealthy who have a lot of attitudes. The poor, they always come. You see, when you are even going to the house of a rich man, the way your knees are even knocking and the way you are sweating, look, go to the poor person. They'll give you a chair to sit on. They will hang on to your word. Hallelujah. You want to practice your healing ministry? Find the poor. Uh-uh. No, it's true. Go to the poor. They, and they will be healed because, Charlie, apart from the healing, they don't have the money for the hour. They say, Jesus is my last hope. Your two by four prayer that you have prayed for the cause, hey, I'm healed. <laughs> Are you in the house? Recently, I went to some village. Me, we prayed. Some young lady, they went and carried her from the hospital. They said that she was not well. They didn't know what it was. They said that. I mean, she'd been on drip. She had not eaten anything for days. They said that. Hey, I prayed my two by four prayer. It wasn't any, no gymnastics, no nothing. Just a prayer in the name of Jesus. The following day was the last day. 
And as we're ending the crusade, I just asked that, oh, was any of you, is any of you healed? And I saw this little girl who they carried in. There she was smiling, holding her cousin's hand. Her mother smiling behind her. She came and said, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Hey. Yeah. If it was a rich man's daughter, they are now flying her to UK. And me too, I was encouraged that, oh. And then, after she shared, she shared her testimony, as she was leaving the stage, then she just came and she held me. Then she said, thank you for saving my life. Mm. I said, if the rich will receive you, go for the poor. Practice your gift there. Oh, Hallelujah. Please, it's Friday. <laughs> I'm ending soon. Amen. Then the servants went and came back. You see, you must have the kind of servants who are not tired. Yeah, they are not tired. When you send them once, they will go. You send them again, they will go. Hallelujah. Some of you, the, the reason why the church isn't growing, you are doing all the work. Oh, please share it. Share it. They will go. Amen. Then, you see, and one of the things I suspect, this man knew my food is good. I won't let it spoil. People must come and eat it. Hallelujah. So when they came back and said, still there is room. Then, pastor said, go out again. This time go to the highways. Go to the hedges. God hates an empty church. And it is a prayer point. You can use it to discuss with him, Lord. You said that you don't like it when the church is huge. It's empty. Please, bring in more. Hallelujah. So he sent them again. Go and bring in. Go and bring in. With all due respect, some of us believe that the only way to fill the house is prayer. So when we are saying all these things, you have heard, but you are saying that, oh, God will bring them. That's why I started by saying that the salt, the prayer is the salt. But I ask you a question can you eat only salt? You can't eat only salt. You can't eat only salt. I want to end by sharing very quickly. I can't read the whole story, but Joshua chapter 7 has a story there. In Joshua chapter 7, we meet the battle to the town called Ai. Ai was a small town. Joshua, they had started to take the lands. And he sent people, go and spy this place and come and tell us what is there. And the people came back and said, oh, it's a very small town. So some 3,000 people is enough to go and um, overtake them. We don't need more than that. 3,000 will do. So, they sent 3,000 people and when the people went, they were beaten well. And 35 people, 36 people perished. Pastor, you notice the numbers because some of you, you don't like counting. You just say, oh, we're a lot. We're a lot. We're, there's nothing like that. Count it. Count it. If it has a head, count it. Count it. Yeah. Count. Count everything. Those who come, those who don't come, have the size of the choir. The, actually, count everything. Count it. You see here, they counted those who went. They counted those who fell. Then they came back. The Bible says that when Joshua heard that they had been beaten, he went on the floor. He began to pray. And then God said to him, get up, get up, get up. Achan, no, he didn't mention names. He just told him that somebody has defiled the house by going to bring in something that shouldn't be here. So they called the whole church. Then they took the choir. They said, no, all the ministries. Then they selected the choir. The person's in the choir. 
<laughs> when they selected <laughs> they're from the choir they said the choir they are from different uh, centers so which center which center which center which center then they selected a certain center or no name then they came when they came and stood there then they said okay from this center they are from this place this place this place in that area then they selected the area now they are down to just a few then they say ah, it's Achan Achan was the one who had done it and so following the instructions of God Joshua called the people together they stoned Achan all his things bent it and said Lord as God had said we are finished with it now Joshua chapter 8 in Joshua chapter 8 they were about to go back again Joshua chapter 8 please on the board God was now sending them back to the place but something was different if it was only Achan why is it let's go to verse 3 remember they went to 3000 Joshua arose and all the people of war remember they took 3000 now all the people of war and Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night let's continue verse 10 Joshua rose up early in the morning and numbered the people and went up he and the elders before the people to I verse 11 and all the people even the people of war that were with him went up verse 12 and he took about 5,000 men and set them to lie in ambush between Bethel and I on the west side of the city why am I going through all of this is to say that when they finished praying if it was only the prayer after they removed Achan they should have just sent 3,000 or 4,000 they now sent 30,000 they now made a strategy and called 5,000 to go and lie here and you pass here and you go here when you have finished praying my dear pastor think think after you finish praying think Jesus was the power and the wisdom of God. The work of God cannot only be power. Wisdom is also needed. Wisdom. And when you have finished, think. So as he thought, they made a different plan. You go here. These ones go here. These people go here. Larger number. And they took the place easily. I believe that some of us, we have prayed. We have prayed. We have prayed. We have cried. We have fasted. Pastor, it's now time. Think. Think. When you think, that's when God will give you a strategy. Suddenly, you see, you have prayed. The ideas in your mind are anointed. That idea that just drops into your head is anointed. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Let's go here and knock a door. Let's go there and do this. Let's go this way and do that. Before you are aware, your house will be full. Please stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Just for a couple of minutes. I want us to just pray. I want you to just pray for what you do. Maybe you are here, you are not a pastor. But you are a worship leader. The same is true for you. A certain man had a great supper. Was the great supper with your choir? Was the great supper with your team of ashes? What's the great supper? Instrumentalists. 
I was asking the instrumentalist in my church. I said, I can't understand that you can't invite anybody to church. Because the instrumentalists, the girls are always admiring them in the church. <laughs> Rev, is it not true? Ah, eh, it's very, very true. They, they are always admiring them in the church. How can you stand there and tell me that you can't use that anointing to invite somebody to church? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Aquaba ladies. Tresenia me then people will be coming, shake, shaking your hand, you are smiling. You can't use the smile to bring somebody to church. Hey, it's time to pray. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. But as you lift your voice, just begin to pray. Talk to God. That great supper. That great supper. That great supper. Lord, let my supper be great. Let my stew be good. Let my food be such that more people want it. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. The word that you preach is a sweet word. Is there life in that word? How do you deliver it? Maybe you need to practice it out and practice until you are interested to listen to. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Instead of outreach once every quarter, it has to happen often. It must Somebody for a new idea. Somebody for a new ingredient in your supper. Somebody you need to Think a little and say, Lord, give me new thoughts, give me new plans, give me new ways. New ideas, fresh ideas, a new way of doing old things is jumping into your mind and into your spirit at this time. May a new fire enter into you in the name of Jesus. May the spirit of discouragement fall away in the name of Jesus. Receive a fresh fire. Receive a fresh idea. You will go back to your church. You will go back to your ministry with a fresh fire. With a fresh seal. With a new motivation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm amazed. I need someone to give me a proper key. That you love me.
Give us a proper key. God, forgive us our mistakes and help us. Thank you. That you loved me. I'm amazed. God cares. How you care with your precious blood I'm from
May souls be rescued. May we save some as through fire. May we guide others onto the right way. Charge us with a new zeal. Charge us with new hope. And Lord, one day, may we be glad that we changed. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen.